Hey everyone, today is Tuesday the 8th of August 2023. This is The Gap episode 673. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here. Uh, soccer, Job. Let's oh, talk about it. Yep. Everyone watched it, apparently. Everyone watched it. Every single person. Alive or in Australia. Hmm. What do you reckon? Yeah. Just everyone around uh, the world. Uh, Alive and dead. Oh, shit. Ghost TV. Past, present and future. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, Denmark should have won that for about fucking, I don't know, 50 minutes of that game. That just, we played like garbage the first half an oh hour. Oh my God, it was so fucking upsetting. Play like garbage the first half an hour and then for the next 20 minutes, like it was, it was like someone was like clapped their hands and like, hey, hey, clap, clap. Hey, pay attention. Fucking focus up. Hey. Play some football. Yep. You're supposed to be playing fucking football. And then, like, it ticked over and they're like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. And then they played oh, well. thought we were just warming up. Yeah. Oh, wait. Is this for realsies? Oh. Yeah. Uh, Denmark had so many, so many good fucking chances. And, hey, it's nice to be on the other side of it for once, I guess, because, uh, shit. <laughs> Usually we're getting blabbed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Mm. Usually, I'm watching like the Australian men's team hold the ball for f- fucking eighty minutes, mm. kicking it around. Yeah. The other team gets it for you know thirty seconds and scores. And I'm like, what is what? what Why don't we try that? Yeah. How hard could it be? <laughs> yeah, we've had possession <laughs> for like eighty percent of the game. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Good stuff. Well done. Hell yeah. Up the tillies, as they say. Uh, my yes. wife my wife spotted a sign at our local coffee shop that said, there's nothing more Australian than a hot pie up the tillies, where there wasn't s- sufficient spacing or punctuation. So it reads like you get a hot pie up the tillies. And uh, per a conversation I had on the weekend, the tillies could very much... Pass as a uh, euphemism for a vagina, mm. and so uh, I think I think a new sex term has been born: a hot pie up the tillies. Oh yeah, gonna go around give her a hot pie up the tillies, mate. Yep. don't worry about it. Is that our podcast name for this week? <laughs> you know it is. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty good stuff. I was uh, yeah feeling it a lot more at the end of that match than compared to the start of the match when I was uh, yeah I think I was like squeezing myself into myself. I was trying to implode uh, with rage. Yeah, as I the watched. other thing was is like. It got to, I don't know, 10 minutes left, and they were like, let's wheel Sam Kerr out. And you're like, what are you doing? What? Who, who is, who's coaching this team? <clears throat> right? There's no coach, right? There, there's a guy, right, who is being paid too much uh, to do, as far as I can tell, fucking nothing. Um, Tony Gustafson. Uh, and, yeah, rolls out. Uh, does literally nothing and then actively tries to 
harm the chances of the Basildas as best he can. I do not understand. I have been saying this for fucking weeks. The man, right, couldn't coach his way out of a fucking bus depot. It is bananas, okay? I do not understand at all. I don't usually go after the coach, but, uh, like, because normally, normally, right, I think I watch I watch sports and I think I couldn't do I couldn't do better than this, right? Like, no. I don't usually criticize what I'm watching when I'm watching sports because I generally think I can't I cannot do better myself. In this case, I do think I could do better myself. Are you eating a sleeve of fucking lemon cakes? What are you eating, Luke? Show me the fucking packet. There's no packet. There's no packet. Mm. Why do you have eight sponge finger? Are they are they lemon cakes or are they sponge fingers with jam inside? No, these are the ones that I told. I think I told you about last week, or maybe we we're just talking. Where they're like, <clears throat> so they're from the local Asian store. Uh, um, oh yeah, yep. The uh, Asian supermarket, and uh, they're just like uh, cakes. Milk cakes. milk cakes. Milk cakes. Um, and they had two flavors there, and one of them was uh, lactose. Lactose flavor. Flavor, yeah. The Yukult flavor. Are these, are you eating the fucking lactose flavor now? Uh, are you addicted? Yeah. Are you, you just, you like, you bought one packet to see what it tasted like out of curiosity, and now you can't get enough. And now you're like, no, Job, I see it now. No, I get it, right? Like, I, I was dismissive before, but fuck. Yeah. They're on something. Disgusting off milk is yeah. my the new flavor sensation. There's no packet. It's just like right. They come in little individual wrapped. the The main packet has like stuff on it. Yeah, is. But how many know. of those did you just fucking house? Two. Two. It looked like yeah, more. There's... You were doing some magic trickery shit. You were like reaching down and eating, and then like. Picking it back up like a whole whole new one again. It's fucking ridiculous. It's very distracting watching him fucking shovel nonstop sponge cakes into his mouth while I'm trying to fucking shit talk a professional soccer coach. While I'm while we're talking about pod uh, video games for two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Anyway, so uh, yeah, I do think I could do better than Tony Gustafson. And uh, if he'd like to come on the podcast and refute that, he's more than welcome. Um, yeah. Luke's away next week. Right? Two, two, four, four, f- formation. I don't fucking know. My- when you're up 2-1, seven. It's just seven fucking players in the one half. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, and there's no one attacking. That's what I do. Oh, just all, everyone all the way back. Everyone's defense. Right. Yeah. yeah. Instead, he's like, let's wheel out our injured player. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, see what yeah, happens. yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, look up there, Sam Kerr, and he points up in the sky, and then he fucking baseball bats her in the knees. He's like, "Yeah, off you go, get out there, <laughs> run a couple laps, you motherfucker." Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. No, when she started running, I'm like, "Oh, they're back to mind games. They're playing the mind games. Have them run up and down, you know, yep. back onto that. That's mm. what I do. That's smart." You know, maybe have like Harry Cure on the sideline doing the same thing, get him real fucking worried. What what about what about at the ninety what was it, ninety third minute mark? 
when there was one left, uh, one minute left to fucking stop his oh, time. Stop someone on, and then he fucking subbed someone on. Like, what are you doing, Big Cheese? Like, mm. oh, oh, you, yeah, you killed so much time. They like the refs aren't fucking robots, right? Mm. You, they're not gonna fucking well. Technically, a minute has passed while we sub that person on, so we cannot add any more. Like, come on. God damn yeah. it. Can you just, just play the fucking game? All the ladies on the pitch are fucking playing the fucking game. Fucking. Yeah. And he's like explaining to her how to play soccer oh. while this is all going on. Of course. Fucking this guy. Motherfucker. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, looking good. Who who we got up next? Uh, France. I don't think we know or... until like today, tonight. France or Colombia? Morocco, I think it was Morocco. Morocco, that's it. It starts at nine o'clock. Where are they playing? In like fucking New Zealand? No, Some it'd like, be other side. It's late shit. Perth. Who are we hoping for? France or Morocco? If it's, Australia, any, if it's anything like Morocco. the... Uh, Please be with Morocco. If it's anything like the fucking men's team... Oh, yeah. All the, all the Moroccan team uh, players will be French anyway. So that was a big fucking to-do at the last World Cup. They were all fucking... Everyone was like, oh, they're, they're all French nationals and they've just qualified. It's fucking horseshit. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Nobody cares. People think they've got a 4% chance of winning. Nobody cares where people were born. It's who they want to fucking play for. That's all I have to say on the matter. I don't give a shit. If people want to fucking say they're fucking from the USA so they can play in Team USA basketball, then fucking do it to it, in my opinion. If they want to say they're from Australia so they can play for the Matildas, do it to it, in my opinion. Just fucking get out there. Rep, rep the country, unless you're going out there to deliberately sabotage, in which case, fuck you. But, uh, yeah, I say... Or your Ben Simmons, then you can play for America. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Well, you're not going to play anyway, so... Uh, Have you seen their team? Who? I think he, he, you, Team USA? Oh, yeah, no, I mean more than the I sense could name, like, two of them. Ben Simmons doesn't play basketball in general, you know? Anthony Edwards is on t- their, the Team USA. I don't think he is. I'm pretty sure he is. I think the most famous person on Team USA is like Austin Reeves. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, White Lightning, fucking the fucking the king to be. No, like. it's all like Lakers or ex-Lakers players like Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and yeah. I don't know. Oh, I Nick did see Young a video. I did see a video of uh, them trying to spin a ball on their finger. Oh. It was... Isn't that like mandatory when you get in the NBA? You need to be able to do that? Is that not it was like upsetting. in training camp? It was upsetting yeah. watching them fail. Like... I could do it. It's God easy. damn. Right? Like, I've seen small children do it with some Harlem Globetrotter to help. Like, come on. Just hold your fucking fingers still. Yeah. You make millions of dollars a year. Right. And you can't spend 20 minutes learning how to do this thing. God damn But it. it's probably extremely important. It, it literally just... Mean like hold your fucking hand still, god damn it. It's not that hard. Anyway. Alright, let's talk about some games. Yep. What do we got here? This figure. This figure, sorry. Um this is the free to play this figure. This is the free to play uh survivors top down game that I talked about last week. Yes. Uh I saw there's an update. 
Um, been a couple of updates I in think. the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You were, you were playing it last week. I uh, grabbed it and uh, decided to give it a squeeze. You were sort of saying there wasn't enough content to really get your teeth into it. Um, yeah, yeah, I couldn't really understand, like, if there were extra levels, because when I was playing, um, so it's a game where there's, like, uh, your character is surrounded by darkness, uh, and you switch between a, uh, two different light sources, one of them being a radial light source, or a circle, uh, and then a cone, and when enemies are inside the cone, you can see them, and anything outside of the, the light source, you can't see what's coming towards you, uh, and so when I finished that first game, it, uh, I got a bunch of currency to unlock new weapons and that sort of thing. Uh, and all the weapons have uh, stats attached to them and also different like perk trees that unlock. Um, and that's all I could really sort of see that it had when I was playing. So I don't know if there's other things open up as you play, but yep. yeah, that's all I could sort of And you were get saying into. that basically you, you wanted it to have a bit more time in the oven, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I finished it the... F- I- Finished it the first go, or second, first go, yeah. Yeah, you were bragging about doing it the first first go. Um, yeah. yeah, first of all, I don't know how, like, I don't know how you fucking fish the first go. Because um, I'm good at games. Oh, my God. Uh, like, that base weapon is 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 kind of rough. Uh, but, pistol, right? Yeah, pistol and... I don't know. Mate, like I, I know I picked poorly when I was uh, upgrading, but uh, yeah. What, what, like, what kind? Like, so basically, you're, you're running. Did around you change the setting to auto shoot? I uh, pressed. Yeah, pressed. I think there was like yeah. press Q, and you could auto shoot or whatever. Right. Um, okay. But like, because we've talked about that before, right? Like, I firmly believe that for a game to be a, a successful bullet hell, right? It's it's got to have an auto shoot. Right, like, because otherwise, it's a twin stick shooter with mm-hmm. like rogue like elements. Uh, the auto shooting part, I think, is fundamental to the genre uh, because it's it turns it into a game that theoretically you can play with one hand. Why you're jacking off while playing these bullet hell game, uh, heaven games, I don't know, but it's important to the genre. Um, so, yeah. I didn't like. I've played it a couple of times. Um, I I enjoy it, but yeah, most of what kept me going back in was you saying you finished it the first time you fucking played it. I'm like, how the fuck did he do this? Uh, on the on the one hand, there isn't really a meta progression uh, as such that would allow you to like. It's not like a the, you're like, not locking anything. Yeah, you're not. Well, you're also like not up, upgrading your damage or health or anything like that. So theoretically, there's no reason why you shouldn't have been able to fucking do it the first time. But like finding a good enough combination to allow you to do it the first time—that's what—that's that's what's fucking. I, I'm, I'm a good reader. <laughs> fucking spinning me out, like. Yeah, I tried all kinds of combos. I I the first I got was was like fire. I was like every bullet would do fire and then uh every enemy that was on fire would cause light. Like 
add add to the light because like things being in the light is very important you can do damage while things are in the dark but uh you can't see them coming so you know it's there's there's danger there's an element of danger there um so yeah the fire would cause them to like create light and then when they died from fire they the fire would spread like they'd sort of spread their fire to other things and so what was happening was basically like a chain reaction uh i i'd do enough damage that it would spread to something and then it would spread to something else and like just sort of just onwards continuously spreading this fire and i was able to see a lot of stuff and like it would ripple out uh but the reason i i wound up dying eventually was just uh it, it really hinged on enemies dying and you reach a point where the enemies get kind of big and they don't die in just one or two shots and so they were closing the distance too fast i picked this uh, ability where they were slower in the dark and faster yeah. when they came into the light but then i was creating all this extra light <laughs> And so they were fucking oh. faster all the time. And yeah, so I sort of fucking, I boomed myself uh, on that one. But, you know, like you live and learn uh, or in this case you die and learn. And yeah, went on to the next one, tried something different. I had a good good run with um, electricity. Uh, electricity and plasma. And what was happening in that one was every five shots, mm -hmm. uh, I would send out like a, a just a bolt. Plus every uh, that was sort of staggered, uh, which was lucky. But like, so I'd do three shots, send out a bolt, two more shots, and I'd send out um, this plasma ball, and that created light. I'd learned from the previous turn, so I didn't pick the thing that slowed them down while they were in the dark while I was creating all this extra fucking light. Um, and the trick that I went for on that one was just pure, like, uh, rate of fire because everything was procking on the fifth shot uh, or some number of shots. I just I wanted to churn out as many fucking shots as humanly possible. And that one was doing really well, uh, and I think I think I got boned on. That's right. What I needed to do for the plasma ball to do its fucking damage was it would do damage to enemies while they were in the light, and if they weren't in the light, it didn't do fucking anything. And so I found myself having to switch between the cone and the fucking circle a lot. And uh, just by the end, they closed the distance while I was uh, in the cone and managed to clip me. I think I was, I think I was really close to finishing that one, and I just got an unlucky yeah. clip. Uh, but yeah, like I, I don't know. There's there's lots of interesting combos, and uh, I'm like I came fucking I don't know a hundred fucking points short of buying a a new weapon, which was. Yeah upsetting i was like right there i could have bought one and then yeah just fell short so i i didn't um but like the the all the different weapons seem to add a, a lot of varieties to it as well so i think that's pretty interesting um 
the I think the big one is that like it's free to play, right? Like you can just give it a fucking punt and have a squiz uh, yourself, right? Like there's there's nothing to really lose uh, as far as I can tell. Um, and so yeah, you just uh, yeah give it a try. Like yeah, the the essence of these games, these bullet heaven games, is that um, that gross uh ramp right that that rampant fucking uh acceleration of power right it's not a linear uh increase of power you're not like if you're going to be successful you're not increasing the power in a fucking linear uh manner it's sort of like you start to really fucking outpace the amount of um enemies and then the game tries to throw more enemies to, to compensate. And uh, yeah, I think it does it quite well. It's just there's a lot of different combos, a lot of different ways things can go right or wrong for you, uh, which I think is the, yeah, the, the appeal. I think it's a good one. Like, yeah, I could see wanting more levels. Something like the... Like the essence of what makes Vampire Survivor successful in the end is that uh, the meta portion, right? The, the ability to unlock things outside of the level plus mm -hmm. the ability to like explore the level and find interesting things. And that is that creates a, a knowledge base for you to attempt to attain. Um, and that, yeah, that's it's, it's a whole own thing. So yeah, there's that's that doesn't exist in this yet. Um, no. So, yeah. Anyway. No, it's the type of thing where as well, like you'll, um, I, I guess, what could they do? Like new different enemies, because it's not really a level, right? Unless it was, they could do things with like environments where. Um, I don't know, lava or something and like the environment as you're moving around changes, um, like lights up every once in a while or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, I feel like, like the core lights concept of it is the light. Or like uh, platforms that disappear when they're in the light. And so you got to like when they're in the cone or something like you could differentiate between close and far light and... Um, and like have people like fucking belting across bridges that are disappearing under the light and stuff and yeah because i what i couldn't sort of gauge was i don't even know if there was a map or if it was just like infinite running around <coughs> as well and so yeah it got to a point even where i was like oh maybe i just don't need to move anymore because i was doing there, mm. there in vampire survivors there is a, a quite a bit of moving you're sort of rewarded for exploring as well and even um uh soulstone survivors and this one there's not as far as i'm aware you can kind of just stand there and do two circles so yeah uh maybe that's the sort of way you go with it but yep. yeah like i said it's it's one person by the sounds of it and yeah. they're um just slowly updating it yeah yeah um all right well, that's Disfigure. It's uh, it's available on Steam. It's free to play. Uh, you can also donate if you enjoy the game as well. Hmm. Um, okay, next up we have Payday 3. We talked about this last week. Um, 
It had just like come out an hour before we started recording. Yep. Into closed beta. Uh, we got a couple of keys for that. Um, we enjoyed it. We had fun when we were playing. Uh, you have jumped in some more. Yeah, I played a bunch more. Um, we were kind of touching on it last week, but uh, I think I think they missed a bit of a trick. Uh, just not I, like I understand that it was a technical test, mm-hmm. uh, but just making it that you could not private your game. I like every single time. I did actually manage to get through what I believe to be. 90% of stealthing the the heist. So uh payday 3 it's a at its core uh, a bank heisting game. Um although yeah payday 2 did a whole bunch of other shit you were cooking meth at one point. Um reckon that'll be in this one. I don't, I don't think so. Um <laughs> it's a So time. so this one has you yeah robbing a bank and uh it sort of walks, sort of walked me through what I needed to do, but there was a fair amount of trial and error. And every time that you make the error, uh, it's basically go time. You go loud. Um, I just found that, like, if I was playing early enough in the morning, uh, because it did appear to have region-based um, matchmaking, so we were playing yep. with people in, at the very least, the Asian region. Um, I was more often getting empty servers. Uh, and so I was just able to play. I think it's peer-to-peer. Oh, really? That's, I mean, that's how the last game worked, right? Or did I they end I up... Don't, I don't know if this one is. Uh, I noticed some lag a couple of times. So it would be interesting if, being that I was the host, I would have been the host, unless it migrated me without me even fucking noticing, which that would be very impressive um yeah no i definitely noticed lag a couple of times but anyway um what what i noticed is like when when you do make a mistake you yeah you go loud basically instantly and that's it right like if you want to get anything out of the heist you have to play the rest of the heist through it was a beta so i didn't give a fuck so i just generally just bailed as soon as uh i i biffed it I just bail out and start the heist again um, because why not? What have I got? Like, yeah, I, I don't need the money. I can't take it with me. Uh, I don't really need the progression. So, yeah, screw it. Um, what I uh, was able to do while stealthing with just bots was, yeah, get, get all the way through. You go in, you disable the power to the security door, you then have to disable the security room um, which is which would be watching the door uh, unlock the door and then once you go in uh, probably smart to disable the person watching the cameras which is a completely different security room so you need the red key and the blue key um, and then yeah you can go into the into the vault room from there and you need to grab a bank a, me- a member of the bank staff and they need to you like fucking retinal scan 
on the vault mm. and then I believe you get in every like the three times I managed to do all of that and it's not fucking quick uh, but the three times I managed to do it uh, I would get to that point one time I biffed it myself I just I grabbed two people they were both the wrong people uh, and a security guard saw someone cowering on the floor from outside we went loud I restarted the next two times, some rando would join and then it didn't matter anymore. And you you can't like fucking tell them, hey, just fucking be cool and we can all walk away with a fuck ton of money. You just like literally stay outside of the bank. I can do this on my own. I have, I'm this close. Just fucking let me fucking do this. Oh no, I'm handcuffed. Come mm. out. Yeah, right? <laughs> Shut up. Uh... But like, yeah, there's there's no there's no like not a yeah. you know, good enough communications system. Were they just shooting again, just like fucking Call of Duty? Uh, one of them, the second one, yeah, just like threw a grenade into the front room. The first one, sort of just like put his mask on, and then walked uh, through the back of the bank to come see what I was up to. And if he just left his mask off. He would have actually been fine because I disabled all the cameras and everything, so he would have been fine. But no, everyone, everyone got alerted to the you know mask wearing, gun toting lunatic, and that sent it live. Um, he was he was pretty apologetic. He like yeah, he was very sorry, but not much you can do about it. Um, so yeah, I feel like they missed the trick by not allowing people to private it because you just couldn't fucking really get a, a taste for it right the level of coordination required to stealth uh bank heist is too much for a pub mission to do and yeah i don't know a bit disappointing i uh i don't know i i don't know how that one's gonna go if i'm being honest uh because i just i i think the gun the sound of the gunplay was awesome. It sounded really good, but it, I don't know, the, the, there wasn't really a impact that I was looking for. Uh, I'd be shot or you'd, I'd shoot like enemies and it didn't really matter either way. Like the two bullets spongy on both sides, really. And that could be, yeah, that, that could change though as well. Yeah, it could definitely be balancing. Um, but yeah, it did make me a little bit concerned because overwhelmingly in my experience, heists turn into gunfights. So you want the gunfights to feel fucking good. You know, I think that's important. So hopefully they can tweak that shit and get it somewhere really good before, uh, before they go to launch. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I think it's going to be good. Like, it's going to be a fun, um, game for like our community just to jump in and yeah like work our way through all these missions and try and figure out all the different ways that you can do some of them yeah that'll be the fun part uh and it's replayability it's different when it's different when people you like know and like fuck up Mm. compared to like some rando coming in and throwing a grenade in the front lobby of the bank right 
there's not, nothing you can really do about that, right? Like, you can't give them shit for the rest of its, uh, eternity for being a fucking goofball, right? But, like, if goofball uh, pressed the wrong button and accidentally dropped a fucking grenade uh, and blew up half a bank and himself in the process, and I can totally see Heath doing that, um, like, you, yeah, it, it, it would be entertaining. It'd be like, ah, <laughs> classic, classic goof. Let's do it again. Let's let's reset. Classic ladder goats. Um, yeah, like just fucking let's reset. Do it again. Like yeah, it wouldn't be. It's not that big a deal. And yeah, you you're excited to try again that that way. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's uh, not too far off, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that more uh, next month when it's out. Uh, all right, that's payday three. Uh, battle bit. The Battlefield ripoff game. Uh, How dare no, you? He's not, he's not How biting. How dare you? No. I'm, I'm livid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, it is that, though. Extremely worse kind of graphics. Though. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's pretty accurate. Battle shit, they may call <laughs> All it. All right, that's less fair. You've gone too <laughs> far. Uh, Battle bit uh, went, they, they had a big update, uh, adjusted a bunch of stuff. Now anyone can heal themselves, which I think is a great adjustment. Um, used to be that only medics could heal other people. Now you can use your bandages, which you generally only carry two of. Uh, to heal yourself. Uh, it's slower than a medic doing it, but it's faster than having to run back because you ran out of health, I guess. Um, yeah, the trick is use those bandages to get people back up when they're downed. And so it used to be that you would only use the bandages to stop yourself from bleeding. Uh, and then if you weren't bleeding you just, and like you had taken damage next time you got shot you just fucking die now you have the option to spend a bandage heal yourself up for 40 points of damage and uh, maybe live through the next encounter but if you're bleeding at the end of that encounter you're probably going to fucking die uh, unless you use another bandage right the trick is if you try to get someone up it, uh, when, they, when they're downed if they're downed on the ground, but they haven't tapped out and respawned. If you try to get them back up, that costs a bandage as well. And it's a bit of a, like a, a bit of a trick, right? You got to fucking, you got to work that shit out on a mental, uh, bit, of, bit of mental arithmetic. And uh, if you're bleeding out and uh, a medic just died next to you, You've only got one bandage. Do you spend that bandage on yourself to stop from bleeding out? Or do you spend that bandage trying to get the medic back up because the medic has infinite fuck bandages and can get you back up and stop you from bleeding and heal you back to full, right? Or you spend that one bandage and heal yourself 40 fucking damage uh, and that's it. And then you apologize to the medic on the ground. Um, yeah. You gotta fucking work that shit out. I think it's I think it's a great fucking adjustment. Um yeah, I think they did a really good job with it. Uh yeah. Uh so there's that. They nerfed the vector. Um I got a lot of 
mileage out of the vector because I am a sweaty sweat lord. Um, no, it was just a like it's one of those games. It's the thing about games with like high player numbers is that at the end of the day, uh, something's got to give, right? And one of the things that usually gives the earliest uh, when a tick rate, when tick rate lowers, is hit reg, right? Uh, so uh, hit registration. The, the server's ability to register that a player has been hit by a bullet. And what that, translate, <clears throat> what that translates to is um, basically when there's lots of players together, the way these games tend to, and I don't know that Battle Pit does it for certain, but I'm pretty sure it does, the way these games tend to uh, manage uh, more players being clustered together is uh, they lower the tick rate to something more manageable so the server doesn't fucking fall over. And uh, that means the hit reg gets worse. And what you as a player can do is take advantage of that by using a, a weapon that has, has a very high rate of fire because your bullets will arrive earlier. More bullets will arrive earlier. And the game will register that you have fired like more bullets than the other person. And so when you have these who shot first questions from the server, it will determine generally that the person with the higher rate of fire shot first. This, it was like, that's not a perfect explanation, but this is generally why traditionally Call of Duty has like, been dominated by guns with high rates of fire um like for years and years and years that's exactly why right like as hit reg gets worse uh higher rate of fire becomes favored and it's sort of one of the reasons and so the vector was very powerful they basically nerfed the shit out of it and uh, increased the recoil decreased the damage uh and significantly hampered the uh, the range drop-off so you can no longer fucking lap motherfuckers from ages away. I think it's a good fix. Uh, the gun's still pretty good if you play the way you, that we generally do, which is getting right up in the fucking thicker, like right up in people's faces. You can still mince people. Like you can still absolutely pants people. We had this one fucking great, this great effort. Actually, the whole map went fucking fantastic but um it was me jb and nate and uh we're rolling around on wakistan was the map and it's a updated wakistan we found ourselves at sea uh which is a point that i rarely ever go to uh but i think i think we'd we'd gotten wiped at a or something like that and so we'd spawned on on some uh, squad mates. Like we had our own party and when you're in a party, it creates a squad and we just don't lock it. We just have randos playing with us. It's fine. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they piss away our squad points and then I have to kick them. But um, yeah, we basically, instead of going over the bridge on, on sea at Wakistan, we fucking went underneath and looped up and around and holy... Shit, I reckon 
all three of us have to have gotten 15 kills a piece. A piece on that one life. It was absolutely filthy. Uh, JB rolling around with his fucking rocket launcher. I have my rocket launcher and we're just fucking pounding into like, because these motherfuckers had zero idea we had managed to flank all the way behind them. And yeah, like just belting motherfuckers. They stand like the first handful were all snipers standing right up the back and like we'd walk right up to them and pop them in the, in the back and then they'd be all on the fucking comms. They'd be like, they're behind us, they're behind us, they're behind us. Uh, and we were like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't talk, don't talk. You're not allowed to talk. You're dead. And then, uh, yeah, clearly their teammates couldn't hear them uh, or weren't paying attention because, oh, yeah, it was disgusting. And then uh, after we finished that, uh, basically, like, just melted any hope they had of getting onto C as a three stack. Like, the three of us destroyed half their fucking team it was fantastic we then rolled back over to a and uh did what i generally like to do which is attempt to hold or capture capture and hold the point closest to their uncap because it's just as disruptive as humanly fucking possible right like uh when your team holds it like they've got like the only way they can spawn back in is fire their own cap but you're also the first port of call for a lot of their fucking vehicles so if you've got a bunch of people in your squad fucking rocking rockets and stuff uh yeah they're knocking vehicles out of their fucking spawn and these dudes were absolutely not getting vehicles out of their fucking spawn uh it goes to the point where i actually started to feel bad for them like we were camping their fucking uh uncap a little bit but like it was that wasn't our intention. We were blapping them as they were running out of their uncap, but it was mostly because they started to like their tanks decided that they couldn't leave the spawn and they'd just try to like snipe us. And so we had to find interesting when you enter their uncap area, you can't fire your gun. You've got ten seconds to get out before you auto die and also you can't fire your gun. So you've got to stand right at this the border of this, uh, this wall, it's like being like at the blue zone in PUBG uh, and you gotta be right right up against it, like right where you can actually still fire your gun and we're just finding interesting ways to shoot their fucking tanks. And I guess technically that is camping their own cap, but like what they were doing was rolling their, a like their APCs and tanks in on A and then just like chicken shitting back out again until we taught them enough of a lesson that they stopped trying to come out of their uncap at all. And like, we had to do something about their tanks. The, I don't know. The, I think the best thing that the, uh, the team on Battlebit could do is probably rejig the maps so that tanks can't camp in their uncap. That would be like, that would be the best thing they could do. But uh, outside of that, uh, yeah, like we don't really have a choice. We have to do something about their fucking tanks, right? Like, I figure. So yeah. Anyway, uh, good times. Was having a uh, yeah, great time playing playing the new update. I think they've done a great job. Let's keep doing new cool shit. But yeah. So this is the two point update, right? Uh, yes, two point is, is there any like 
reason why they're sort of going down like hey this is 2.0 as opposed to just a no like why the major update no i don't i don't i I think they're just doing updates however they're doing next one will be 7.0 or it could be or like it'll be 2.1 and yeah they're not doing like there's like the PUBG route where PUBG is now up to like 25.1 i think is yeah i think PUBG's up to 25.1 right 25 yeah yeah that yeah it's not some significant shit it's not some like uh the numbers don't have any meaning mason yeah yeah i think 25.2 is like tomorrow (laughs) right (laughs) something like that yeah uh anyway all right um cool it will not include the dragonov did you see about this dragonov weapon that they were going to do no is this is, is this for because it's russian no i think it's because this was this weapon was going to have rng damage oh okay yeah the wait are we talking about PUBG? are we talking about PUBG? PUBG. yeah okay yeah the one where it was like it'd be random between this figure and this figure you're like yep. what who the fuck <laughs> who, who, who's who, right. who's getting fired what is happening here yeah which designer was like this is a great idea yeah Shut the fuck up. They ludicrous. Anyway, it's not coming. They're they're doing a survey instead. So there you go. Uh, they could just release the gun without random number generated damage, but whatever. Doesn't matter. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's on. that's literally some like I don't know. Apex Legends stuff, right? I feel like Apex Legends has a depending on how far you are, it does yeah. more damage. That that could be something that's not out yet. But anyway. Um, okay, that's uh yeah, battle bit. Uh next up we've got oh, it's my turn. Hey. Um I, I think I can talk about this this week. I'm pretty sure I can. Uh Lords of the Fallen. Um I had a chance to play uh quite a few hours of this one last week. Um did you ever play the original game, Jeb? Uh, yes, I recall I did uh, for a preview. Mm. I think we talked about it on the podcast. What would like? It was fucking years ago, right? Like twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah, nine years, huge. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was uh. An early entry into the burgeoning market of souls likes. Mm. Yeah. And I felt like it didn't really execute. Um, it's, you know, like what what it was attempting to do as well. Didn't really yeah. execute on what it was supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so I, uh, I, I've obviously heard of like Lords of Fallen before. Um, but just to give people like a little bit of a backstory, uh, so that original game came out in, um, uh, 2014, uh, sequel was announced shortly afterwards, a couple of years later. Um, then, uh, it, they ended up, they ended up not, not coming out. It had like an original release date of like 2017 or somewhere around about then. Mm. Uh, it never, never ended up coming out. Um, publisher ended up changing uh, studios uh, development team so a new team was created called Hexworks and they've basically been working on this for 
um, quite a few years now. Uh, and so it was announced at Gamescom last year, um, titled The Lords of the Fallen, um, as a reboot, basically. A reboot of the series. Um, and then this year, they dropped the, the, the from the front of it. It's now just Lords of the Fallen. Uh, and so a little bit confusing, but... Um, it's called Lords of the Fallen. It is a reboot slash reimagining of that uh, that original game made by a different team. Um, and it's still, I guess, taking some of those core concepts of like, hey, it's a Souls-like. It's it's a action RPG, uh, third-person action RPG. And so, yeah, um, that sort of sets the scene for it. I obviously, and you have obviously played a bunch of Souls games. Hmm. From software games, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, uh, Elden Ring, uh, Demon Souls, all that sort of stuff, and a bunch of other games as well that have tried to um, uh, do something a little bit similar. Uh, and so we've got stuff like recently, Remnant Two is is taken the Souls like formula, mm. chucked in some guns and chucked said, "Hey, guns. throwing out some of the." other core elements i guess yeah yeah there's no souls in that game hmm. um you know there's just xp you just don't need xp yep. and you don't have to bank it or anything like that anyway so yeah there's a bunch of games uh, the surge was one that i really liked um it was a uh, a melee based sci-fi souls like game which um was a bunch of fun yep. it was cool anyway um yeah, so uh, Hexworks is the uh, new team on this one, and they're basically um, turns out they're they're big fans of the From Software genre. Uh, I got to play from pretty much the start of the game, and they were just like, "Here you go, have fun." Um, on its surface, like it looks like a From Software Dark Souls game, like from the menus um, down to like uh the literal intricacies of um you know they're not called souls necessarily it's called vigor but mm. you're pretty much killing things and then dropping stuff you're collecting them and then you go level up later on uh and you spend them to get uh, you know i'm gonna put points into strength or endurance and those points are again very similar to uh, the same sort of stuff that happens in a From Software game. You know, when you increase your strength, you're going to be increasing how much damage you do and the amount of health you've gotten. Like, it is very much... Um, like, I, I, I use the word, like, carbon, carbon copy in my um, preview that I've written, which will be up by the time people hear, uh, hear this. Yep. But, um, but I don't think that's, a, like, a bad way of describing it. Like, they've taken a lot of things that people have liked from those games tried to replicate it but at the same time have uh attempted to do something a little bit different with the genre um and so yes when you jump in it looks very familiar it's it feels um like a game that you know you, you don't have to spend all of this time relearning which is what a, a souls game has done i guess like learning all these new systems trying to figure out how it all works uh, and for a new player, that can be quite daunting because there's a lot of bizarre mechanics at play. Um, 
And so for me coming in as somebody that's, that's played a bunch of these games, like I understood the core concepts of what makes a bunch of these systems work together. Uh, and so it was quite easy for me to pick up and understand it, especially with the menus and, and that looking quite similar. And so, yeah, um, the thing off the bat that they do, which is quite different, is that uh, you are this character that is able to transition in between two different worlds, two different parallel worlds. Uh, and you can do that by uh, using your lantern. And the lantern has, it's a magic lantern. Um, you're able to lift it up in front of you and it reveals the other world that is surrounding you. And uh, I guess like this is one of the first games it's like using Unreal Engine 5, I believe. <clears throat> so they've moved across to the Unreal Engine and so they're able to do a lot of stuff with uh, visually having these two worlds sort of running side by side each other <clears throat> and it means that it adds an extra like level of almost environmental puzzle elements to the game um because you are switching backwards and forwards between these two worlds because in one world there could be a um you know a, a, an impenetrable wall or a gate in front of you that when you go to the other realm it's not there or you can um you know cross uh a gap that's in front of you that maybe the bridge uh is, is now accessible uh, and just things like that like you're able to peer into these other worlds and see things that aren't there and while that is happening um you can interact with in objects in that environment and in order to either you know find new enemies to encounter or um or, or just like look into this other world and try and solve that the problem that the game is throwing at you and so uh the other thing that it kind of does is sometimes you are not able to just peer into that world you might have to actually transition into it and the way that it sort of does that is that like there could be a bridge you need to cross but in order to order to do that you actually need to traverse into this world uh and put yourself in it by um by like transitioning and holding a couple buttons down uh, and then what happens because uh, you might if you're just like holding your lantern up and looking the floor below you can't you can't uh, you can't traverse it if it's a bridge for example you just kind of fall through and you'll have to go back up the top and start again so in order to cross that bridge you actually have to do like a full transition and get into that world and then you can be like oh, i can cross this bridge now I've, i'm materialized in this area um when that happens the it, it basically triggers the enemies to be i guess more aware that you are in this environment you're in a place you probably shouldn't be and so there is an icon in the top corner of the screen that is telling you how long you've been in this world for and the longer you've been in this world the more enemies that it starts throwing at you that start appearing uh, randomly around your environment and they become uh, they start hunting you basically and uh, all of a sudden it puts a bit more pressure like time pressure on your uh, your character to try and get to the next uh, lantern <laughs> or the, the sorry the next bonfire we'll call them um, right. which yeah, is nice. yeah. you know to try and uh, you know to try and save or checkpoint and then and then traverse back to the um to the the real world uh, so you're, you're transferring between the umbral which is the um the very it's it's almost like a ghostly 
um, very undead looking worlds, skulls and weird demons and things like that surrounding you. Uh, and, and so you're able to, you know, once you transition into that world, you can't go back. You've got to try and find a, a save point or a way for you to actually, um, sometimes there'll be random elements in the world that you'll come across that allow you to transfer back to the, the you know, the, the living world. Mm. Um, but once you make that full transition, that's when that time pressure starts to kick in and you've got to try and like get through it as quickly as possible because you've got that almost ticking clock uh, running in the background. But it also means that like those puzzles I was talking about, you can't traverse them unless you're in this this world and, and that sort of thing. And so you're, you're doing a bit of like crossing backwards and forwards, exploring the undead realm and seeing what's in there and and uh and seeing if there's other areas you can get into so that's i guess one of the core differences between um something like what we've seen in a from software game and this one um that's probably the main thing that's sort of bringing to to the table here is that this par these two parallel universes and a bit more like environmental puzzles um which, which is i think is neat because like souls games typically have involved pretty like intricate and like uh and like detailed uh environments and like level design that has uh that i think has like really enhanced the game but and, and like you know like a, a number of times uh the player will have to like really rack their brain as to how they're going to fucking unlock the shortcut or get to the next area safely or, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, by adding an extra layer of the same world on top of it, I think that's it's pretty interesting. Like, I, I think that's probably the most interesting thing I've heard uh, about this game so far. Like... It's got me intrigued. I like. I love that kind of shit, right? Like, I don't know. I, I think video games have a real opportunity to to fuck with that shit. Yeah. Uh, fuck with. I don't know spatial uh, understanding and yeah, I don't know. See the the idea that like it adds a uh, an element of, uh, I guess danger as well like this uh this impending doom i think is is really cool because yeah like i i think too often these uh souls like games don't lean into the horror element that is i think critical to a souls game's success yeah 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 and while you're in this world that that uh <laughs> you've got like so you've got the eyeball icon in the top corner of the screen that is like slowly ticking and the, the eye gets wider and wider as more time goes by. But the world around you as well, like when you're in it, there are like eyeballs around the world, like watching you. And so it's a very cool like aesthetic. And then there are the, almost like these ghostly apparitions of enemies that start phasing in. And sometimes they'll like just disappear and then other times they'll appear and then like start attacking you. Um, and so as that counter increases, the chances of more enemies spawning and trying to find you um, goes up. 
I, I didn't get a chance to play and be like, I'm just going to sit here and see how far I can push it. Like, <laughs> what are the type of things it's going to throw at me? But get a five um, stars on the on the cop rating. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. Is that yeah. like you know sitting there and just killing things? Um, but it was like forcing you to be like, oh, you're in this world and you're solving this stuff, but you've also like fucking let's go. We got time. Because um, if you die, you're uh, you, you'll lose all your vigor, yeah. and so. Um, how does so that, they, work? Yeah, that like if you lose it in one world like yeah you have to go back in to get it again or can you use the yeah, so what, to sort of like peek in or what happens is that when I, I believe when you die um it basically puts that i think i think what's happening is it puts that um almost like a, a a marker on the the enemy that has killed you it's similar to like dark souls where you got to kill the thing that killed you to get your stuff back uh is that how that worked no, that's not one of them did dark that souls drops it on the fucking ground was it bloodborne uh, maybe it was Bloodborne. i can't remember was it Sekiro? <laughs> anyway yeah i think um, it was Sekiro. yeah i don't know he, fucking there's been so many of them like that—that yeah. that is one of the more popular versions of, of like dropping souls on the ground is attaching it to a, an enemy that now rolls around with your souls. That mm. uh, I did. So oh, it was did, Jedi. I think. Jedi oh yeah, it was right? definitely Jedi. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. I'm like, I definitely played it this year. So like, I played played a game that did that this year. So yeah, no, it was Jedi. It was one hundred percent Jedi. Uh, yeah, but I didn't die right. Jedi, so I don't really have a good measure for how that, you know, I'm good at games, but I know you died a lot in it, so. It's yeah. Um, so I, I know that that's the thing I did. I didn't die a whole lot, but I think the way it works, it like puts it on an enemy and you have to kill that enemy to, to get it back. But I, I did recall sometimes it was like on the floor as well. So I, I don't know how it sort of um picks but anyway uh because like i said I, I didn't die a whole lot so i uh mm, i didn't get a plant mm, mm, yes that's that a lot um but what will happen is uh sometimes you'll come across enemies and they'll um uh they'll have almost like a protection on them there'll be this uh uh or like a wisp following them around and you'll have to lift up your lantern to like reveal the wisp thing um and if you uh because you can't see them while you're in the, the land of the living uh, and uh if you try and attack this this enemy you're basically like not doing any damage on them at all uh and so you've got to then uh use your lantern to siphon the um uh this this thing that is like buffing this uh this enemy that you're trying to fight and then once that's done you can start attacking them right. um, so sometimes it'll throw like little things like that into the into the mix with you um uh and so that's you know a little bit uh, like I, it, it felt a li like a tiny bit like what was the purpose of this is all I, if all i'm doing uh, is just pressing like two dude, buttons you were explaining it and i'm sitting here like this doesn't sound good <laughs> yeah it doesn't sound like something i'd want to like maybe if i had to do it like three times across the entire game like for some particularly fucking spooky enemy or something like i could see it but like if you had to do it a lot it just 
it is just tedious, like tediously fucking like drag out fights that should otherwise like the ability to to engage with an enemy on your terms is a pretty fucking large like part of the the soul's experience in my opinion uh one of the big things about the boss fog is is that it like indicates that you you are engaging on the boss's terms you know like that's a it's a big fucking wall that declares up front that you are no longer in charge whereas you are in charge with a lot of the fucking other enemies so yeah I think robbing players of that by forcing them to wander around holding their fucking lantern up like some fucking innkeeper. Yeah. Sounds weird. I mean, it only happened a couple of times where there's... Yeah. They're called um, soul flays and they're, they're like these... They kind of like fly around next to the enemy once you lift up your lantern and, and reveal it. But right. then you just kind of click a... You, you just click, click a button and it siphons it away. And that's about as engaging as it got. I mean... Um, I, I like I don't know if that becomes something else as the game goes on and, and and there wasn't many of them there was like three enemies that I I saw in maybe my four or five hours four hours that I played um, but I don't really understand what the point of it is other than like oh I uh, now I can do damage to you like yeah. it didn't add much at all um, yeah. most of the time that this happened it was like a one on one fight as well which is a basic enemy right and so that was a bit weird but it could also be building up to something else sure um so we'll, we'll have to see yeah uh what else? the other thing that the lantern can do is sometimes you can use it um rather than like siphoning the uh the soul flay you, you can um use it on an enemy that doesn't have one and it like weakens them as well right. and so that allows you to do more damage on them um i don't know if it I don't think it does anything for bosses. I think this is more just like mobs of enemies, but you're able to use this in a in a in a couple of different ways um while you're playing the while you're playing the game. So there's that. Um that's probably the biggest sort of change that like it's got is this this lantern and the other ways you can interact with the world. Uh but for the most part, like the combat is quite similar. Um I you know, had a selection of different characters that I could play as. I just went with like the knight because sword and shields easy yep. uh but there was like a bunch there's like a, a dozen or so different you know pre-built sort of characters you could pick from and they all had different stats in uh certain positions and different weapons and starting items and all that sort of stuff uh and then you jump in you know there's your shield button your attack button heavy attack there's a dodge roll uh there's a dodge button there's a run button like it's all pretty similar to um to a souls game um you lock onto enemies you can attack them switch targets all that sort of stuff uh there is a um there's a button to heal yourself which is oh i can't remember what that thing was called um but it's like a cross it's basically like a cross thing and you level that up as you go along (laughs) i think it's just like a like a little Jesus cross. You know the ones you carry around a lot? Oh, yeah. The ones the ones you hide around my house. Yeah, those yeah. ones. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, and then... So, with the, the interesting thing with the way that works is you... Uh, 
in the living world you can press the button it heals you and off you go uh, when you're in the um, umbral, the living uh, in the undead world, and you try and heal yourself, uh, you don't get healed. Instead, you've got like withered damage, and it will fill in like a gray bar of how much health you can get back. And you got to go attack things to get that health back. Right. Um, and uh, I think that plays into it some other times when you're like taking certain bits of damage. If you take withered damage, you can heal yourself back as well so there's other uh ways that that comes into the game rather than just that one specific uh instance but that was kind of neat um and then like from a combat standpoint it, it's like it feels like a it feels like a dark souls game like a from software game you're doing all the same sort of stuff throwing enemies at you very um slowly and you've got to be patient and try and like take your time against these things um i didn't have too much trouble the first boss that i fought i, I beat it one go uh, and then the, i think the second boss i also beat in the first go um but it's like kind of showing you like here's the basics of there was definitely dicey um and i was, I was you know <laughs> at one point being like oh okay this is uh yeah this is gonna take some some time All but right. I managed to get through it. Um, blap, blap. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then you just start, like, exploring. And it's it's absolutely, like, a, uh, a, a bit of a clunkier version of a Dark Souls game. Like, they are a From Software game. They've had From Software. The reason they're so good at what they do is because those games are just refined. They're, they're, like, extremely precise. Well, not extremely precise. They're, they're you know about as precise as you can get there's obviously issues with like cameras in certain situations and weird shit like that but generally in a game like that when you die you want it to be because of something that you did it, it's got to be your fault yeah. um whether that's like uh um you know attacking something too quickly and and being greedy or like not blocking when you're so, supposed to block um you don't want it to be like a, ch a cheat death because there is so much reliant on you know death in this this game um and so yeah i think that like if they can deliver something that aligns on that sort of level where um you don't feel like the game is at fault for you dying then that'd be great i i didn't see anything that like stood out it just kind of felt like a little bit not as tight as what a dark souls game but obviously like you know i'm not a I'm also not expecting it to be the exact same. Um, hmm. But I was pretty happy with how, how the game felt um, in terms of combat. Um, and then so, uh, yeah, and then I, I think that like the bosses that it throws at you are, are quite, um, like the ones I fought were pretty complicated. It's right. They definitely started to get a little bit more like, oh, okay, there's like st things happening here. Um, right and maybe it was starting to get a little bit so overwhelming like there was by the third boss i was like there are a lot of movesets on this thing and i am struggling to figure out like um what is about to happen like it's just done three or four moves and i like i can see them that they're coming and then like four more come out of nowhere and i'm like what the fuck is where'd that come from yeah uh 
but the 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 other thing was that like I died maybe three times to that boss and then killed it on the fourth. Right. Uh, and and at that point I was like, all right, yes, I killed you, but I don't know if I like if I was to do that again, I don't know if I could do it without being like, oh, there's like three other moves here that I don't know how to dodge. Like I feel like I got lucky. Um, so yeah there's things like that that maybe are a little bit concerning of being like is there too many movesets that are going on here like this thing is just opening up a can of fucking whoop on me and I just got lucky um yeah there's like it's got that same similar vibe as a uh very um minimalist storytelling lore that sort of thing yeah. uh there's you know uh, I, what what I wrote in my um, preview was like I think if you gave someone this game that was a From Software fan and just like gave them a controller and said tell me in five minutes who made this yep. like they'd probably be like oh it's a From Software game right. uh, and then you took the controller away and then if you like had them play for like another hour they may be like oh I don't know like yeah, right. you know <laughs> like it's the the sort of blind test where if you show someone a you know a Wes Anderson film and you you like. Yeah, it's a Wes Anderson film. I know what that is. Yeah. Um, you can sort of, you know, quickly take a look at something, but once they dive into it, maybe like, oh, maybe it's not Wes Anderson. Maybe it's someone else trying to copy Wes Anderson. Yeah. Um, maybe it's some other guy. So yeah, it's um, it very much feels like a a game that they have um, or a genre they're very invested in, and, and they've tried to replicate as much as possible. Mm. Um, and I think they've done a pretty good job from what I've played so far. Like I had a blast playing this. I had a really yeah. good time. Nice. Um, like at one point, <laughs> the, the PR guy I'm with is like, "Hey, when you get to like the swamp, let me know because that's sort of like um, you know you'll start you'll probably start wrapping up in this specific area." And I like paused it at one point and was like, "Hey, come check this out." like are any of these places the swamp and i just had like a fucking list of like a dozen <laughs> different unlocks i've been to and he was like i i don't think so <laughs> i'm like i don't know where i am <laughs> but i have like i'm like pointing to him like i started up there in this area and i am all the way down here at this point and mm. i'm clearly not supposed to be in this area here because that thing just fucking like this boss just like two shot me um but I was just like, that was the type of thing. They were just like, just fucking go. Just roam yeah. around and see what you get. Like, I, there was e easily places back up in the main area where I could have diverted and wandered off. And like, Damn I was swamp. finding, yeah, I just didn't find that swamp. Yeah. Uh, instead, I was in some weird, like, underground uh, cavernous area with s strange stuff going on. Um, but I was enjoying what I was doing. Like, it was yeah. just yeah there was a lot of cool stuff going on the environments are neat i was having fun like fucking getting boomed by all sorts of enemies that were like hiding in corners and then would like push me off an edge and i'd you know die to in, in just nice. fall damage yep. just environmental damage because there's some fuckhead hiding behind a box Don't. and his moveset is just to push you i'm like <laughs> oh that is such a like that's such a Dark Souls thing where you oh, yeah. walk around a corner and someone just rolls down a hill or like yeah. kicks you off it and you're like, okay, yeah. I, I, they've done their homework. Um, oh, yeah. And now I know that person is there. Yeah. Uh, so. And vaguely yeah. to look out for or at least that you yeah. should be looking. 
Yeah. Um, I just think that the one thing I'm concerned about is the, the clunkiness of it, like whether or not they yeah. can... Because that, that's what just makes or breaks these types of games, oh, is whether or not they're solid. What I played felt pretty good. Yep. Um, and so, like, I don't have any concerns with that aspect of it, but also I, I've not played the whole thing. It's kind of hard to tell um, yep. what happens there. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's definitely, like piqued my interest on this one for sure because i was it wasn't on my radar at all um uh you know and then like 20 minutes i'm like this is fucking yeah this is dark souls like it's it's basically you know dark Souls. i like these games yeah um it's just like you have a extremely high benchmark to adhere to yeah but i guess the good thing is like this year there's no from software game unless (laughs) they decide to drop some elden ring dlc yeah um you know, the biggest competitor for a game like this is probably uh, a Remnant, but yep. I think that's a very different type of game. Yes, it uses similar mechanics, but, um, you know, I think they are two very different, you know, they, they Dark Souls and Remnant 2, are, are, they're not the same. No. Um, whereas Dark Souls and, and Lords of the Fallen, you could... Yeah, you can definitely see like the resemblance there. So, pass the sniff um, test. Maybe yeah, and taste if pe- test. and if people are like, um, like the just judging by the success of Remnant, people are hanging out for a game like that. Mm. If this comes out and it's got a, a like a level of polish that you expect from a game like this, and yeah, I think it might be a surprise for some people that are looking forward to a, a, a Souls like game yeah um you know and i'm looking forward to exploring the world more and and you know because it does it does seem like it's not as like it doesn't seem linear to me from what like there were doors i was running past and weird bells that i you know needed to ring to get into certain areas and there were um ringing the bells i'll fuck myself in second yeah oh well there was a bell you could ring um but then just like taking a left instead of a right and then spending like two hours going down that path until i eventually get to a spot and yeah i i don't know (laughs) um yeah i i did say to like the pr person like i challenge anybody to see get as far as what i did (laughs) like take us take a screenshot of all these places i've been to yeah let's see if they get this far um and then you told them not to let me in because yeah. you won't fucking smash it. Yeah. I'd fucking smash it. So, um, the one thing that I didn't figure out and I never got to is like how to level up my weapons. Um, oh, okay. And so I, I don't know if that's in there. Oh, you'd hope so. Yeah. Because it's definitely like, hey, you get to the main hub and there's like 10, 10 people here you can talk to. Yeah. And they're all like talking in fucking weird tongue and then this guy helps you you know attune your spells and then someone else is over here leveling up your whatever your flask is called yeah um i don't have that note in front of me uh cross you cross yeah and then um i don't know i I figured there would be a dude with like a an anvil fucking somewhere in there but maybe uh, i don't know anyway so I found gear and things like that anyway. As I was running around, I swapped things out. Yeah. Um, you know, there's encumbrance and, and fat rolls and it's got it all. 
it's all in there. So um, fucking, I, I spent so long in Remnant Two, not realizing <laughs> there was fucking encumbrance and fat rolling. Mm. Fucking hell! Did you see that that shit? Did you see to unlock the hidden Archon class? Mm. You need to get an item that you can only get by rolling a hundred times with a fat roll. Like the oh, one, right. of the, one of the merchants won't sell you this item until you've rolled a hundred times fat rolling. Right. That is bonkers. That game's fucking bonkers. Some on some other shit. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um the other thing the I guess the one thing that I found really interesting in combat is that uh there's a parry system in there and I had a lot of success with like using that. because um, there is a, a meter that fills up where you can stagger um enemies, whether that's uh you know, just normal enemies or, or that sort of thing and eventually that once that fills up though you'll be able to take a bunch of damage and sorry you'll be able to deal a bunch of damage to them and and go in like there was one point where i was like i I was in the umbral world and like i am fucking really low on health and um i found some more health health items to to get me back up to scratch and then i'm like oh I'm running past this area and then it sort of looped it looped back down like a, almost like a shortcut well it was a shortcut um it was looping back and i'd be running for like 20 minutes at this point without a getting to a, a save uh and i see this dude walking around in this area that is like blocked off by like a caravan and he's got like glowy eyes and i'm like i don't know like that seems like a bad time that guy <laughs> um yep. And then I, I run back like another five minutes in another direction and I still haven't found a save. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's back down there. So anyway, I, I fucking, I, uh, I uh, roll on back in the other direction, back towards glowy red eyes, mate. And I, I do find a, um, a, a place where I can sit and rest. Hmm. I get back into it. Um, and so I go back down to this guy and I start fighting him. Okay. And he starts doing like fireballs and shit at me, and I've not seen anyone doing the moves that he's doing. Like he is doing stuff that I'm fighting like skeletons with swords at this point, and, and he's like throwing like net fire nails at me and doing weird shit. Uh, and I'm clearly out of my element here, um, and so I'm like trying to block it with my shield, and and I, I do a, like a couple of hits on him, and you know barely like a quarter of damage i've done so far i'm like fuck i wasn't supposed to fight this guy i've still got all my i did save it but i didn't go and spend all my points Uh, so i've got like three or four levels worth of vigor on me um and so yeah this fight with this thing it it took me i don't know a minute and a half two minutes with this one one dude i eventually kill him uh and it's that you know it gives you that satisfaction that satisfaction that those games give you like holy fuck yeah that's awesome like I, I can clearly kill this guy and he looked like a menacing dickhead he was um but i've played enough of these games to understand like what i should be doing and all that sort of stuff so yeah um like i said i've enjoyed so far i'm definitely interested to play more um and it's uh yeah it surprised me quite a bit so nice keep, we'll be keeping an eye out for this one cool yeah um all right that's uh, lords of the fallen it is out real soon um october yeah it's not that soon well two months 
there's there's so much coming out between now and then. Yeah, there's a f- stupid amount. Yep. Uh, I guess yes. Uh, Timeline wise, it is soon, but fucking games number of games wise, Jesus, there's so many. Anyway, there's speaking of games much. that are coming out soon, uh, Turbo Overkill will hit. Uh, will release its final episode uh, later this week. And I've been playing some more of it. Uh, I honestly, I genuinely think it's it's one of the best boomer shooters. Uh, it's like truly like, yeah, top tier. It's uh, just like, I, I've, I've talked about it before. Uh, so, you know, it is a boomer shooter. You are uh, running around and uh, shooting. Uh, the boomer part is uh, a reference to the fact that it's sort of uh, got retro Doom-esque graphics, uh, but in all of all of the really good boomer shooters, they go and they use the lowered resource uh, requirements because of the the I don't know the you know, shitty textures and whatnot. And they just, they use that to go way fucking harder on a bunch of other, like, uh, elements. So in Turbo Overkill's case, it's just levels that are fucking so intricate and uh, and deep. Um, last I played it, I was up to this part where I was like, driving this fucking car and I really did not like that portion of the game. Uh, but I did get through it and it just went straight back to fucking, yeah, flat out fucking bunny hopping parkour insanity again. Um, where you're constantly like, yeah, just escalating. It's constantly escalating, trying to find new ways to get more and more, uh, over the top, basically, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just fucking, it nails it. Uh, this is the game that I was saying you should like because the levels are so big and intricate, and there are all these secrets. Uh, I found myself like constantly just getting tired of the fucking music, uh, like the background music for the level. Like it's really good until you're 50 fucking minutes into the level uh, and you've been listening to the same fucking track the whole time and then you, you're kind of sick of it. And yeah, it's got me listening to all the fucking, uh, I guess, alt, alt techno, alt rock techno shit of the early 2000s. I've just been... Yeah, uh, slamming shitloads of like the uh, crystal method and and shit like that, like just letting Google work out a Google Music work out a fucking playlist based on that kind of stuff, and it's uh yeah, it's fantastic. I really fucking really think people 
should give it a punt if they're in the mood for that kind of game. The amount of times I have sequence-braked this game uh, and it just seemed like it just doesn't give a shit, right? Like uh, there was one instance where I had to um, reload a save because I basically fucked myself. But uh, outside of that, like, yeah, you just – it just doesn't – it doesn't care. It's just happy for you to fucking do it. I got to a, you get to a key just by finding interesting ways to jump around the fucking outside of the level, right? And it's cool with it. Like most of the time, right before you get to the key, it'll just have like, oh, here's a secret fucking thing. Like a, here's a mega health or here's one of the, you collect these three computer chips and these three like tapes and it'll just be like yeah here's a tape here's a fucking here's a computer chip and it sort of acts as like a tacit approval of you like completely fucking ruining their the the correct path through the level like it's just like yeah not only uh like is it cool that you went here but uh, we're going to reward you for it. And it's fucking, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's dope. The game is dope. So, yeah. Yeah. Turbo right. Overkill. Technically out this week. Uh, the, uh, the other thing about it is that it's it's twenty eight ninety five Australian. There is so much fucking game to it. Like, it is ridiculous mm. how... Like how much more of more game there is than there needs to be. It's is kind of bonkers. They go way above and beyond. Yeah. So you you're definitely gonna have you're definitely gonna get your money's worth out of it. If, of course, you enjoy that kind of game. But yeah, I absolutely do. So I'm gonna fucking yeah. Loads of fun out of this one. Awesome. Uh, there's a demo that people can play if they're uh, if they want to check that out as well. Nice. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's uh, Turbo Overkill. Uh, next up, we got one more game here on the list: Baldur's Gate Three. Uh, am I the only one that's played this? You haven't played it. I haven't played it. You have not played it. All right. Um, yeah, Baldur's Gate Three. It's uh, all right. Let's let's go back in time a little bit here. Um, the original game, Baldur's Gate, was developed by, who by, who, who Job? I gave you a hint there. Uh, it was Bioware. Oh, um, was it? Yeah, it was uh, one of Bioware's first. Oh. I was going to say Black big titles. Uh, no, I think they owned the IP at one point. Or maybe they worked on some expansions or something. Um, no, it was Bioware. Bioware, um, made a name for themselves. Well, they did Dark Alliance, right? Fucking Baldur's Gate, and they published Baldur's Gate. There you go. Well, yep. there you go. Cool. Uh, and so, yeah, Larian Studios. People may know from uh, Divinity: Original Sin, uh, which was uh, a, a role-playing game that ended up getting quite a few Game of the Year awards um, back in the day. Uh, and there was a um, 
yeah they, they've done a bunch of basically like divinity uh style games and they're all in a similar sort of format uh uh esque rpg um and have been extremely successful we've talked about those games on here before um and so yeah they've done pretty good hmm. for themselves uh they have now put out a licensed game which has been in early access for a while it's come out this week Baldur's gate 3 so they've taken that uh, original license pretty much just taken that formula and, and chucked it into this world um which people will know quite well uh from from tabletop games right. and uh yeah it's done really well for them uh it is currently the ninth biggest uh game on steam as of its peak player count so it's right up there with uh titles like uh, hogwarts legacy i guess is just in front of it right um but it surpassed games like uh i guess valheim um apex legends is is just behind it and yeah it's uh it's it's done a pretty good job for a game that i thought was a hardcore rpg it has blasted out of nowhere mm. and uh absolutely taken the gaming space apart um which is pretty cool yeah. uh so yeah i played a bunch of it um just off the bat like you yeah if you've played dnd before this is it's a video game dnd game yeah. um there are dice rolls in the game like the one of the main things you are doing is like it'll come up and you might have a uh an interaction with a character um and in order for you to successfully uh check skill check that thing that it's asking you to do will be a, a 20-sided die on the screen and you have to click it and it'll fucking roll around in a really neat animation and it'll pop up and show you what number you got and then depending on what bonuses you've potentially uh have on your character could apply insp- uh, extra points onto that die as well um and you'll eventually get a number and if you've managed to pass that that check uh, then you'll get the thing that you're trying to do uh, otherwise you will critically fail and uh potentially something bad will happen right uh and so yeah from a like rpg standpoint you are um given a series of quests you can go out and do uh the game itself starts off with you as your character who can't remember anything that's going on they awaken from a uh an alien on an alien ship and these aliens have put these um things in your eye they're almost like uh, like leeches, these little worm things, um, and they uh, these mind flares have uh, erased your memory, and they're using the bodies of people to do something with. You don't know yet. You're trying to uncover that, but you wake up and and you've got this thing inside of your head, uh, and you want it out, uh, and there's other people around you that have the same thing, and you start teaming up with them and trying to figure out what is going on. The ship crash lands. And you're, uh, you find yourself outside of Baldur's Gate. And this is where the adventure begins. You start forming a party. I've um, never heard someone describe a mind flayer as an alien before. I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm. But holy fuck. I thought you'd... Every single time we are yeah. making up a story, you say aliens and a spaceship. And I thought you were yeah. making up the fucking story. <laughs> Man, there's actually spaceships. 
and 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 mind flayers, hmm. but they're aliens. I think they're aliens. I mean, they're in a they're they weird like octopus looking dudes, yeah. uh, and they're in ships that fly. So I'm going with alien ships. All right, all right. Yeah, they might not be called alien ships, but they're definitely flying ships that crash. Fucking they refer to them as ships. Okay. Uh, and so this thing crashes, uh, and you start running around. You f- you begin forming a party. There's uh, different characters that you can. Uh, well, as you, before you start, you're sort of picking like what type of character class do I want to be, and there's the the main ones in there that you um, expect from any RPG. You know, your tank class, your damage dealers, your healers, your rogues, all that sort of thing. And then you dive into that even further. And there's uh, other types of uh, character traits that you can pick up. And then there's a dozen spells that you can select for each of these characters. And you can jump in there and tinker extremely hard with the type of character you want to run in and, and, and role play as. Um, but while that is all happening and you are forming a team of other characters you sort of want to build like, you know, that, that core group of having the tank and the DPS and the healers and all that sort of thing. You can obviously mix, mix that format up if you want, but, um, that's what you're trying to do. Um, and as you're building this team, you are finding new quests you can go and do and running into new people. And yeah, it's just like tons and tons of content that's going on. It's always something new happening. Uh, yeah, it's 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 the scope of it just seems pretty bananas. Yeah. Um, there's so much like role playing stuff in there where you come and talk to somebody and there's like a bunch of dialogue options. Sometimes they're like off the screen. You have to start scrolling and like there's more because right. it takes into account like your character and the type of character you've built, the people in your party, and so it might be like you know rogue and then the next one says like um i don't know someone like sorcerer or deception or persuasion and like this list keeps on going on and so you're given a bunch of these options that you can try and do and depending on how many stats are in that specific um you know, th- that specific thing you're trying to select could determine how well it does and you like hover over it and it'll show you the bonuses applied to that and what type of die you can use and if there's any extra dives that you'll throw in sometimes so like, you maybe hang on so like, bonuses that like what you've got a hat of plus three charisma or some shit and so maybe yeah you- maybe or you're like your rogue class has um extra persuasion because they're a, they've got a steel tongue or something it, like that like what if like is it if someone in your party Sometimes, yeah, because yeah. they can chime in and okay. like come and yeah, okay, jump in and cool. yeah, engage with you. Uh, and then there might be an option just fucking that says pull your sword out and fight, attack, and you're like, okay, fair enough. Like you can do that if you want. Um, so you, and so hang, th- hang on, before you move on, so you're going yeah. down the, this list. So yeah. do you try the charisma option and then you try the intimidation option, or can you only choose one? I guess it depends on what you can do. So I'm, I, I I don't know. Like you could potentially pick one, mm. uh, critically fail, and then that'll lead you somewhere else, or right. just fail and that'll lead you somewhere else. Or you'll critically fail, and that goes like down a different tree. Or you'll successfully do it, and all of a sudden you're either you've you've done that objective, or maybe it's taking you to another tree that you need to try and engage with that character more, or just yeah. There's a bunch of things going on. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Um. Are you there? Yeah. Hello? 
Have you lost me again? Uh oh. I am still here. Uh oh. Now Luke's gone. Uh it does appear to be me. You back? Yeah, I'm back. Fucking You like you like froze and I was like Alrighty, here we go. Uh yeah, I wonder what's going on there. Weird. Uh, Are you still recording? Hey? Are you still recording? Yeah, I'm still recording. Okay, we shouldn't have to do anything. Okay. Um Yeah, so uh I think it depends on like the circumstance that the game is trying to throw at you. Right. Um but there could be situations where you get multiple options to try and um, resolve that situation. Um, but for the most part, it's like, f- from what I've seen so far, it is like picking an option and then rolling a die that is literally on the screen. You click it and it spins around and then you can add, so, like you can actually go into um, the list and be like, here are all your bonuses. And do you want to have you want to attach a couple extra in there you might have some like you know if you fail that roll you can use inspiration which you build up over time to like re-roll and like have another crack at it or like oh now i've got i want to roll 220 sided die and it'll pick the one that's the highest and that gives me an extra chance of like getting past this this check um so yeah it is very like it's dnd it's it's taking all that stuff um the thing that's going to turn most people off and I assume is what would turn you off is that like it's 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 that it's that XCOM style of thing. Whereas if you fail, it's not like oh you you've you know you'll still sort of do the thing you want to. It's like no, if you don't roll that die properly, uh, that you're not going to hit them or you're not going to pass that check. Um, I don't have so, a uh, fundamental problem with that as a concept. Well, it, it leans that leans into that exact same concept in the in the combat and so right you come up to like the dice rolls of having you know an 80 percent chance of hitting somebody and if that dice roll is off you don't hit them you just miss yeah i do find that yeah. frustrating uh yeah that's a bummer yeah um but from yeah so from the like rpg talking to people it's extremely well done it's really cool um just all the different ways that you can uh look at a line of text and be like which route do i want to go down Mm. um and sort of play to the way that you think your character could like i for instance i ran into a group of people um uh last night i think it was last night when i was playing and they were like they were both standing there talking about how like they were trying to uh they were like have you seen any survivors of the crash ship and like starting this conversation and you know it went down like three things three different uh chat you know sections mm. uh, and then one of the answers was like yeah I, i'm I actually we're, we're from the ship and i was like yeah fuck it i'll do this one and did it yeah. and then they were like basically like get them and then start that started a fight oh, yeah. um and so yeah you could just sort of divulge into weird just weird situations um i've been reading about how you can basically you know talk your way out of major boss fights and cool. solve things that way um there's a 
Uh, and so, th- yeah, that's that one side of it. And then there's obviously combat. And uh, like I was saying, combat is kind of similar. There's dice rolls. You are playing on a uh, top-down battlefield and you're placing your characters in the environment. They have a certain amount of movement that they can go in terms of meters. Um, once they've moved, you can then use action points to uh, use your abilities. And so I'm playing as a sorcerer. Um, so uh, I've got a bunch of different skills that I can do. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of focusing in on uh, fire damage at this point. So I can throw fireballs at people, uh, depending on how far they are or how close they are. That percentage could change if they're way too close to me. Uh, that's not good because nope. you don't want to be throwing fireballs in your foes. So, so that percentage might be, you know, 30%. And it'll tell you, like, you're at a disadvantage. This person is too close. Right. Um, and then once the distance gets further, it could be like 85, 95% yep. chance hit. And then when it doesn't hit on that 5%, that's when you're like, fuck this game. Um, oh, hey. Yeah. Can you save scum that shit? Uh, I think so. Like F. Like fucking just quick save, quick load. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I think you can is do it, that. Is it is it actually generating a dice roll when you do it, or is it? I think so. Determined beforehand. Yeah, right. I'm assuming it's it's not because because I think XCOM was was it XCOM that was doing it that way. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, yeah, no, I I assume that this is. I, I'm pretty sure it's like it's it's you can save scum. I've read that. That's a thing you should do. Should do. Yeah. Yeah, right. So if have, you want like have you been doing it? Have I been doing it? I've done it like once. Yeah. When I ran into a bear that <laughs> um Did you that, have sex that, with the bear? You ran sorry, into a bear. Sorry, it wasn't that a, it wasn't a bear, it was an owl owl bear or something oh, shit yeah. like that. It was a giant owl thing. Um and I I thought to start a fight with it and I I did. Regretted. Um but it was yeah. I, I did I felt bad. You felt bad. <laughs> there was this... a baby cop next to him. <laughs> oh. Oh, did you beat it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought owl bears were supposed to be like fucking rough. Like some shit you don't want to fight. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it fucking it, it like nearly killed me. Yeah. Right. I took out like three of my party members and then um Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, you've got your combat, you're doing all your moves, um, dice rolls are happening, there's action points that are going on. Like, it's it's they're tough battles, um, and it, environments are around you takes into effect. Like, you can... Um, there's tons of stuff with, like, I'm going to put grease on the floor, and that makes people fall over, or you can, like, throw a fireball at the grease, and that'll light it up, because there's parameters or properties with all these different elements that... Uh, happen in the game and so if there's like oil on the ground you can uh turn light the oil on fire and that'll spread and do fire damage around the place and if there's fire on the floor people can't cross it if they try and go into it they'll take fire damage or you know same sort of thing with acid and all that sort of stuff um if you're a mage maybe you can use your water ability to clear some of this stuff off the ground and uh get you over there or maybe you know you can jump over the fire if you've got that ability or teleport or like there's all these different things that you can go in there and do depending on which classes you got and what you've specced into uh yeah um and yes to give you an idea of one of the the rooms that i was exploring uh it was like a catacomb somewhere 
and I get into this room with a sarcophagus in the middle and there are you know a, b- a bunch of checks going off on my screen uh, perception checks they've found like traps my team is like locating traps within this room and there's vents on the floor there's um like gargoyles on the side of the walls and they're like they're pointing them out as traps and so there's clearly something going on here and then the sarcophagus in the room they're like hey this is also a trap and so it's highlighting it's letting me know that all this stuff is here if i didn't have those people with me or their perception wasn't as high Mm. i may not have noticed that stuff um but i can't like i can't uh progress any further in the room part of the quest that i'm on requires me to find a key turns out that key is probably in the the sarcophagus and so i move all my party members off into the side of the room um into a corner and i uh i run over the sarcophagus i open it and just traps start fucking going off in this room like there's fireballs there's like a poison mist coming out of the vents but i find a button because my team has told me earlier there's a button on the wall and so i press it and it stops the traps from going off so (laughs) i've i've solved that um and then I, I grab the key uh, and everything else that's in there. There's some like loot and things like that. Uh, and I was like, oh, I wonder if there's like, like how how do you solve that? That's a bit weird. And so I just jumped on a Google and was like, I typed in the name of the room and the quest I was on. And I went and found some guides of other people who've done it. And like the solutions that people have come up with to solve that room oh, yeah. was just crazy it was like there were boxes in this room right and you can pick up pick up the boxes like put them in your inventory or just pick them up if you've got the strength and you put the boxes on the vents to close the vents off right, right. and then so all of a sudden there's all of these vents around the room that can't disperse the toxic gas because there's something on top of them blocking them um yeah and then you can open up the uh like a sarcophagus and then all of a sudden that is no longer a problem for you or you could like um yeah i I was reading like other ways of like people using boxes to climb up onto air like stacking boxes on top of each other to climb up in the environment to get to areas that they like weren't supposed to get to and then you know find them finding shortcuts and shit like that like there's really creative ways that you can use the game to um yeah just solve like bizarre problems and 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 do it because you've got that skill or or that thing and so like now it's got my brain ticking a bit more when i come in come into puzzles like this of being like all right no this is a lot deeper than (laughs) what is what is there um so that stuff is really cool uh yeah i i haven't played a ton i'm maybe like 10 hours in but what i've played so far uh i'm really enjoying it's a lot of fun um I, yeah, I, I'm surprised this many people are playing it just because it is so, like, it's D&D. It's hardcore yep. D&D. Um, Seems a little niche. It's not Skyrim yeah. where you're running around shooting fucking dragons, right? Like, it's a little No, more... it's extremely complex. There yeah. is, like, one of the first things the game is, like, pick a guardian. And I'm like, who the, what the fuck is a guardian? Like, what does that mean? And then... I had to go, go like look up what a guardian is in, in DNT and figure all that sort of stuff out. And, um, there's a lot of like creating spells and mixing spells and potion crafting and synergizing different characters that I haven't looked at. There's like tons of stuff uh, that I have not even 
scraped the surface on or been told like how to use any of this yet that seems like it's going to be quite helpful later on and maybe it'll get to a point where it explains a bit of that in there but there's tons of menus and just things that um yeah it seems extremely complex and deep so i'm keen to learn more about it but it is daunting as somebody that doesn't play D mm. and understand a lot of this terminology um but the storytelling stuff and like the way you can engage with the world is extremely interesting yeah uh, i dig all that stuff quite a lot i'm just finding myself getting lost like i don't know what the main mission is like i know i've got a main mission yep. but i have i don't think i've done any of it i'm just running around like talking to people yeah getting weird quests and just fucking finding a cave somewhere yeah. and being like all right i'm gonna go clear this goblin cave uh and, and then there's like half a dozen ways into this goblin cave that i could have went into like i went through the front door because i'm an idiot uh, but as I'm exploring, I'm like finding all these other ways that lead back to <laughs> another way that I probably could have stealthed it um, a lot better. Like there was at one point really close at the beginning where I was like stealthing my way through and quietly taking out some of these goblins uh, without engaging, like triggering the combat. Mm. Uh, but that involved me like disabling traps as well. These giant statues that would throw fireballs at me. And so I, I took my rogue class got him to go into stealth and then like had him go in disable a bunch of the traps and then grab the rest of my party and slowly move them up like because none of my other party members had this stealth ability they couldn't be hidden so the moment i got into line of sight of these traps they would just shoot like laser beams out of their eyes and just do a fuck ton of damage um laser beams yeah like laser beam eyes these statues guardian statues i don't know man I didn't make this world. Right. The aliens the have aliens. laser beam eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yep, built yep. the statues. It's the fucking aliens again. Yeah. Um, yeah, Those and so like I... Fucking aliens. I find this other area as I'm exploring and it turns out, oh, you can use my jump ability to jump all across all these ledges and I could have got in through another way and like as you're going through, it's like, oh, here's like four other entries you could have got in here and all of a sudden I'm in like the back of a library somewhere as well and... Uh, no, it just seems really cool. It seems extremely deep. Yeah. Um, so I am. Uh, yeah, I'm. This is why to I'm not playing. too worried. Like I, <clears throat> I haven't got it, and uh, at this point, I'll probably have to buy it. But I'm thinking it might be better if I don't. This know? might be a January game. <laughs> yeah, or at least like a early December game. You know, like so I can. Mm knock out a bunch of it out. yeah uh before the best of the best of the best and i mean you got some time now you got like three weeks i don't know that i do luke and two weeks uh you got i don't two even weeks. know where i got that i don't even know <laughs> where i got that so uh what's the date uh oh no you don't have two weeks i just saw the date yeah uh like yeah it's uh yeah it's one of those ones right like i don't want to if i'm only gonna get like, 10 days <laughs> uh, yeah a bunch of days then um yeah i don't want to just be getting to the good bit you know and yeah, also because then I you have, come back to it and you'll be like oh i don't know where i am where the fuck am i up to yeah exactly and yeah i should also there's the stuff i should also do that doesn't include no lifing a dungeons and dragons game so it's probably mm. probably for the best in that uh 
frame of reference as well. But uh, yeah, it does seem yeah. incredible. Like I, like I ran into uh, some mates at an event today, and like they wouldn't shut the fuck up about it, and you won't shut the fuck up about it. Like it's, I'm yeah, I am ecstatic that people are having so much fucking fun with it, mm. uh, and it is, it it itches. Right, like it's there's that part of me that always wants to check out the fucking top tier fucking uh, zeitgeist game, um, and yeah, I am. It's requiring a large portion of my self control to not just fucking yeah. buy it. Yeah, like I said, I think the biggest turn off is the um. You know the the hit percentage chance or hit or miss chance on in combat, yeah. And that is something that unfortunately, um, like I think other games have done it well with with like the oh you know you missed but you're still going to do some damage. You're going to do the yeah. a percentage based damage on how much you missed. Um, but at the same time, I get like I understand why it is the way it is in this game. Like they are, they are. Um, <laughs> They're taking the the D and D rule set yeah. and applying it like it's supposed to be a tabletop game in an RPG. And if you start messing with that, you all are changing the fundamental way that D and D works. And so, the only, yes, I the don't counter like it. To that though, <laughs> the counter to that is that like, uh, depending on your dungeon master, yeah you can fuck with the fundamental rules of Dungeons and Dragons all the fucking time, you know? Like, yep. uh, it's very difficult for a video game to represent the concept of the rule of cool uh, because it's a, like, it's it's an individual thing. It's, a, it's very subjective and video games are, are structured around objective rules, you know? So... That's the only counter to that point, but at the same time, like mods exist, so you can just fucking yeah gra- grab a mod. I'm sure a mod. Will- I also wonder how much that'd fuck with the balance. Sure, yeah. but like as long as you go into it with your eyes mm-hmm. wide open, knowing that you've, you know, if if you go in and you mod the game so that you know the fucking dice rolls don't fuck you or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then you complain the game isn't balanced. Right, that's a you problem. You're a fucking idiot, right? Like, if you mod the game to unbalance it, and then complain that it's not balanced, then you might be a fucking moron. That's not the game's fault. Uh, and hopefully, anyone who is, you know, at all paying attention to you understands that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. There are yeah. mods. I've I've just found. There's a fuck ton of mods. Holy yeah. shit! There's 408 on Nexus. Already, already. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Are they just four hundred and eight nude mods? Is that what's going on? Well, yeah. No, some of them, some of them are utility <laughs> mods that allow the nude mods to work properly. But yeah, otherwise, you know, that's what they do. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I, I'm definitely looking forward to playing more. It seems very cool. Um. And so. I mean, it's extremely cool that a game that I think is so niche has done this well. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, you know, a, a, uh, what are they called? CRPGs? Yeah, CRPG, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah um i, I wouldn't expect like i knew it was going to do well i didn't i didn't know if anyone expected this well yeah, yeah the numbers it's pulling is just insane so yep. um which is cool it's another like hey people like fucking single player games yeah please <laughs> please give us single player games yeah um although it's saying that it is multi like you can, you can play co-op as well with people i don't know exactly how that works um, i assume it's like old neverwinter nights right like we maybe sort of jump in together on a server mm. but it's been a while since i played that even so yeah 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 um all right, that's Baldur's Gate 3. It's out now uh, on PC. It'll be out on PlayStation in a month's time. Going head-to-head against Starfield. Wow. Um, yeah. All right, well, there you go. That's the games for today. Uh, we've got some news, and then we're going to get out of here. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, Red Dead Redemption is coming to the Switch and PlayStation 4 and includes the DLC Undead Nightmare. Mm. You know what it doesn't include? Most PC other stuff. Version? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, multiplayer. Yes. No, it doesn't, uh, which is interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, I was a little bit, I was a bit underwhelmed by this announcement, if I'm being honest, mm. uh, because I just, I just want Undead Nightmare on PC, if I'm being frank. Like, that's the only thing I really fucking want to see. You can play uh you can play it backwards compatible on the xbox it's that's probably the best way to play it uh like the switch isn't going to be the best way to play it but uh it's going to be serviceable it's an old enough game uh but yeah the xbox um backwards compat is doing all kinds of fucking upscaling so if you were to play it on the series x uh that would be the best way to to experience red dead redemption and undead nightmare these days um or an xbox series s would also be perfectly fucking fine Uh, um so yeah the playstation 4 version i mean look yeah undead nightmare is fucking amazing um so that's cool but yeah i don't know like I just wanted it on PC. I was, I, I kept like, I got the fucking, I saw the news and it was one of those, you've raised my hopes and dashed them quite expertly, sir. Uh, Cause I'm reading and I'm reading and I'm reading and then it doesn't make PC and I'm like, fuck. We were so close. We were so close. But, ah, oh well, uh, if you've never played Red Dead Redemption though, uh, yeah, three great options. As long as you got one of those consoles. Uh yeah, seriously. Uh one of the one of the best games of all time. And yeah, definitely worth checking out if you've never played it. Especially if you enjoyed Red Dead Redemption 2. That'd be I would I reckon it'd be really cool to play uh to have never played Red Dead Redemption before playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and to play it in, in the reverse order, I think that would be a, a cool experience. You'd have a completely different outlook on what happens in uh, in Red Dead Redemption 1. So I think that would be interesting, but yeah. Yeah, I um, 
I think the biggest takeaway from this is the uh, it 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 seems like a uh, extremely half-assed effort. Oh yeah, of putting this out. Yeah, um, from what like I can gather, um, yeah, it's coming out on what was the wording they use like current gen consoles or like or current consoles or something like that. Um, so yeah, it is PlayStation Four. Yeah. Uh, so yes, it does work on PlayStation Five. It's using the backwards compatibility thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know about frame rate caps or anything like that. Right. Or what'll be running? Sure. Um, what will happen there? Uh, the price is insane. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fifty bucks in the US, which is oh, okay. nearly the price. Like full full price games up until last year were fifty nine dollars. Uh, yeah, I didn't see a price in the press release that I got, and I can't see one. No, I, I don't think they had local pricing, but right. US pricing was fifty bucks. Yeah, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two at its lowest was like thirty Australian. Yeah. Um. So, like, if you're gonna pick one of those games, I'd go with Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, th- this to me seems like a, a twenty dollar, like at the most. Yep. thing that you put out and be like oh okay you can play it on these other things there you go like they're not it's not being it's not a remake it's not a remaster they're just it's a port it's a $50 port yeah so that's yeah I don't know and we also don't know the quality of it at this point I guess we'll wait and see that is a uh, it's not Rockstar doing it it's an ex- question mark yeah yeah it's another it's an external studio so Anyway, I don't know. I, I guess I, I was pretty disappointed. I would have liked to have seen, and maybe we will uh, at some point, but I would like to have seen that original game in the new engine. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. Mm. But it seems like they're all hands on deck for GTA. So we'll have to wait and see. All right. Um, the last piece of news here is uh, the, uh, Kojima. I wrote here, Kojima he continues his crusade to spew random stuff. Um yeah, this is a headline that came from uh, Games Radar that I saw. It says, Hideo Kojima teases Death Stranding 2 will change the meaning of Strand. Uh, I don't know, like... So, back in the day, when Death Stranding was first announced, uh, Hideo Kojima was talking about how uh, the Strand would be a new genre of video game, and he was creating a new genre. Uh, turns out, it was a box-moving game. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it was an, an excuse for him to get all his mates around and, no. and hey, hey. <laughs> but if people b- built a ladder mm. in their game, sometimes it would show up in your game. Well, it didn't in ours because nobody was playing when we played it, and that I was fucking confused. Um, that is true. Yeah, and so I think all he does these days is just get people around. It's that like weird a mouth thing where. Uh, I don't know. I, I follow him on social media, but he's always like posting pictures of celebrities at the mm. he, at his office, and it's this. You see interviews as well. I've seen interviews recently. I can't remember who it was with, but it was like, oh, you know, they were telling me how he, he's like someone said he's he's a genius, and like I was like, I've got to, I've got to, you know, all right, we'll, we'll go talk to him and all this other. Like it's this thing where it's other people always saying like, oh yeah, he's a genius. And like, all right, let's go talk to him. Let's go see what's going on. It's this weird, like, I don't know. Everybody's, uh, <laughs> it's like an echo chamber. 
of mm. like this person said he's a genius. You're like, oh fucking all right. Oh, well, I was talking to Joe and and he said like he's a genius. And then the next person's like, well fucking Steve said that Joe said that he said he's a genius, and so he must be. And it's just a bunch of actors and musicians being like, I was told he's a genius, so yeah. I had to go talk to him. They invited me, and I went in their little weird fucking photo thing. And uh, it turns out he's a genius and I'm in the game now. And you're like, what is happening? Why is Conan O'Brien in this game? Uh, and that's what the box game turned into. Yeah, it was kind of... No. No. Hold up. Hold up. You just didn't get Wasn't it. Wasn't Conan O'Brien? You weren't oh, fucking sorry. smart enough, okay? You don't have the intellect to fucking mm. grasp what was happening in Death Stranding to... You fucking dense motherfucker, okay? You fucking pea-brained little bitch, okay? You didn't fucking get it, okay? Me, I got it, okay? I totally got it, right? Mm. You were doing all the stuff with, like, Die Hard Man and fucking... Yeah, and Porter, like, Porter. And, yeah, and, yeah, and um, uh, Fragile. Mm. And the director. I'm fragile, but not that fragile. And um and yeah, yeah, fucking Guillermo. That was Die Hard Man, wasn't it? Um and and like and you were drinking monster energy drinks and that was really fucking that was genius. That was no, genius. Didn't they, didn't they get rid of them now? Oh. I don't give a fuck. Uh it was genius you when I played attention. it. That's it why. was amazing. Uh <laughs> it was amazing when I played it. Um so yeah, the, the the product placement and um, that was cool. And anyway, so I I totally got it, and I thought it was genius, and uh, everyone else thought it was genius as well, except for the uh, the smooth brains like you, who didn't get it. So um, sorry, sorry, Luke. Uh, with that in mind, I'm kicking you off this podcast for two weeks, or at least one week, I think. You know what? Yep. I think you need to take a break. You're not allowed on the podcast for at least a week. You can go right. away and think about, hey, you're a fucking dumb shit. Uh, he yep. doesn't get Death Stranding or Death Stranding yep. 2. And you'll never get Death Stranding 2 because this is above you. It's beyond you. I'll come back and be like, look, I've written an essay on why Hideo is a, a genius. Yep. And we're going to read it. <laughs> and then you'll be in the game. Yeah, and then I'll be in the game. Smash which I heard you're in the game. He's a genius. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like some fucking body snatchers shit. Mm. Anyway. Uh, PlayStation Gamer 92 said on Reset Era that he is a genius. Yeah. Yeah. That's, is that, is that you? That's your, yeah. That's your nickname on Reset Era. Mm. Um, Anyway. Any questions for this week? Uh, No. No. That's all right then. What's which podcast? Hey, I listened to a podcast the other day. Um, Smartless. It's the one with Will Arnett and Jason Bateman and um, Sean. William Scott. Nope. Sean Bain. Nope. Uh, Sean going. Murray. Nope. Or Connery. Nope. Uh, Hayes. Sean I, don't, Hayes. I don't know any other. Sean Hayes. Uh, from Will and Grace. Um, right. Sean Penn. Was he on there? No, no, Sean Penn. He might have been. I don't know. Anyway, 
Uh, I listened to it. It was, it was a good listen. They're, you know, obviously entertaining guys. They're all uh, like good friends and they break each other's like balls constantly. And uh, the guest to the one that I was listening to was uh, John Krasinski. Hmm. And uh, also apparently really good friends. And it's just sort of coalesced to me. It's like, like they're all really good mates even before they were all famous, like before any of them were on The Office or anything like that, um, they were all really good friends. And I don't know, just I think it's uh, it's worth noting. It's like they didn't note this in the podcast. Um, they're obviously too close to it, but like the confluence of circumstances that lead to like the uh, what your life is, um, uh, completely beyond your control. And uh, yeah, you didn't get born John Krasinski, so uh, you don't get the same opportunities that he did, you know? Like, uh, so I don't know, just there's something like freeing in uh, remembering sometimes that, uh, you know, you do the best with what you got. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. Shaun of the Dead. Was uh, it him? Shaun of Shaun the Dead. Shaun of the That's Dead. That's it. Yep. Yep. Hey. I knew it. I just said confluence of circumstances and Luke was like, yeah, I need a fucking, <laughs> another fucking Shaun joke. Go That's back. what I need. That's what I really need. Uh, cool. Cool, cool, Wait, cool, 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 cool. This is why you're being booted off the podcast, by the way. Uh, yeah. That and it's been my 15-year goal to be the only one left. But uh, yeah, anyway. Last one standing. Uh, anything you want to plug for this week you've been working on or give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, you can definitely now see it. I plugged it last week. I'll plug it again uh, on Games Hub. Gameshub.com. Uh, my macabre interview uh, is now actually 100% up. It got delayed again uh, outside of my control. I had its like it was written and fucking edited uh ages ago but i can't do much about that and uh go check out player2.net.au their review of remnant 2 by uh huzo uh he did a good one there and uh he beat the final boss before he reviewed it which uh takes some fucking doing let me fucking tell you uh and i get a shout out because i may have given him a strong hint on how to fucking get it done um so yeah anyway what about you nice. what do you got uh you can go to gamepo.com and check out my uh lords of the fallen the written preview um mm. it'll be up by the time people hear this cool um go read that uh you can go check out our, our all our Baldur's gate three coverage we've got a ton of stuff going up uh have some uh, a, a lot of our team are very into D&D &D, uh, and so they were pumped for this game and have absolutely been killing it um, like you know between doing basic guide stuff to like diving into builds and which characters to use to like looking at community news and uh, all that sort of fun stuff so um, yeah, yeah our, our team's been absolutely slaying it right now. So go check that site out and uh, you click know, being on a bunch links. of D&D nerds, they've also got you yeah. know, like uh, top five <laughs> theories on what boobs might look like and uh, 
how to not get a wedgie from the school bully and, you know, what to do when you get stuck in the locker again and all kinds of things, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. All kinds <laughs> Top of tips. five pick-locking techniques. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so go check that out and uh, shout out to the Morocco team who look like they're getting absolutely warped right now. Uh, um, apparently, it's uh, they scored, France scored three points in eight minutes, so... Ain't looking good. Um, they ain't looking good for us either, if that's what they're coming out with. Yep. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, that's the podcast for this week. You can find us on iTunes, Android, all the places you get your podcast from. We'll be under the gap with the GA podcast. If you have a moment, rate and review the show helps other people find us on the internet. You can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there and talk about all sorts of things, video game related, TVs, books, movies, cooking, mm. and you can play games with people mm. in there. Uh, some Some strong multiplayer games coming up, so jump in. Mm. and um see what people are kicking around yep um yeah that's where we battle bit that's what we'll be playing uh i'm assuming counter-strike will be out at some point in the next couple of weeks as well because hey it ain't busy enough close Mm. (laughs) yeah loving it yeah i I wouldn't surprise me if valve just drops it on like starfield day and like fuck you (laughs) have fun that'd be pretty holy shit no their (laughs) their servers fell over for Baldur's gate 3 could you imagine it's already gonna be pretty rough for starfield if it if they did counter-strike as well no no they wouldn't do it to themselves unless Um, like unless they're really pissed off at their whoever their fucking uh sysadmin is they're just like oh hmm. fuck Fuck Dave, the sysadmin. Fuck him. No, because they've got a flat structure. So maybe Dave's gone and he's working on like, he's not a sysadmin anymore. He's an artist. Oh, he's he's writing Half-Life 3. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's writing 4. I got this great idea. (laughs) Fuck 3. We're going straight to 4. And we skipped it with a portal. (laughs) Now we're thinking with portals, baby. Um, Anyway, yes. Yeah, yeah, they've uh, what six weeks left, I think, for that game to come out. Um, all right, uh, you can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all our previous episodes of the show, including anything else we chuck up there. Uh, that's all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast. You can become a uh, recurring member uh, on some of our select tiers, get the podcast a little bit earlier when we ain't got embargoes to adhere to, which is mm. this week. So yes, um, I think anyway. yeah. All right, well there very you go. Grateful. That is we're very grateful to our absolutely. patrons. We Thank are. you so much. Thank you. There you go. That's the podcast this week. I'm uh, I've been kicked off next week, so um, yep. I've got to write my essay. And um, mm. yeah, I'll be we'll talking about FC twenty four. Yep. And there was something else, but I've forgotten it. So mm. I'll look Bob that up. Ah. Something called desynced, uh, which uh, yeah is uh, more interesting than that title makes it sound. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, and we'll also probably talk about the refs in the soccer and how they're garbage. We won't um, be talking about shit. Sorry, you'll but be talking I about. will be talking about yes, <laughs> the uh, garbage 100%. refs. Yeah. yeah, the garbage refs. <laughs> fucking, they missed a couple of fucking real easy. Corners last night. Like I don't understand what the fucking line refs are doing. Like 
fucking- yeah. They're like, oh, let's put this VAR system in. No, we won't use it. No, we're You're not like, what? use it. What's the Don't point? About it. We only, we only use it when someone's game. like a fucking nanometer offside. Hmm. Then we fucking, we crack out the fucking visual spectrometer and fucking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The AI tells us, according to the VAR, they were offside. And you're like, yeah, we, not, we can't tell that the ball went over the line. Not on the visible spectrum. Only fucking, only their photons were offside. It's ridiculous. And you change the uh, outcome by measuring it. Anyway, I've gone too far on that one. Um, yep. 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 All right, cool. There you go. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch you later next week. Stay safe. Love you. Bye.